Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Glad that you could be here to join us. Whether you've come in from Blog Talk Radio, the Crimson Circle website at crimsoncircle.com, which has audio and video, or the Awakening Zone. On the Awakening Zone, there's a chat room that if you log in, you can actually interact with others if you like. Happy Cinco de Mayo season. We're really happy that you could be here to join us for our next channeled episode with our amazing, I assume, Adamus Saint-Germain, as channeled by Jeffrey Hoppe. We're here in Cold Creek Canyon Community Hall for this beautiful, glorious event. And we're here with an amazing chocolate-eating, crazy fun Schomburg group. Live audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your excitement and joy is most appreciated, and so we're going to ask you to integrate, to breathe that in, and to make a space as you can feel Adamus moving through, shifting and occupying and integrating with Jeffrey Hoppe. So, to really assist us in finding that awakened, expanded space, Norma Delaney will lead us in some breathing, and then there'll be some music, and then our wonderful Adamus. So, with that, Norma. I invite you, each of you, allow you, as you open that space within you, that celebration space, life, feel that. Settling down into the core of you to receive the breath. The breath that is dancing around this room just waiting for you. Will you breathe it in? Breathe so deep. Let breath connect, enliven you. Breathe so deep, breathing in through your nose to the core of you, to the home of you. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, knowing you and soul coming together as never before, deeper, deeper to the truth of you, breath at a time, breath at a time. Feel this. The joy and celebration, the years of the love affair that dance in this room for each one of us. Kathumi, Tobias, so many who have come. Come to love each one. Breathe all of this down. Receive it now, breath at a time. Breath at a time, letting the love affair with you and your soul deeper and sweeter, deeper and sweeter for the joy, for the joy. Yeah, thank you.
Well, I don't know how and I don't know why But when something's living where well, you can't say die You feel like laughing but you start to cry I don't know how and I don't know why Well, I don't have many and I don't have much In fact, I don't have any but I got enough Cause I know those eyes and I know that touch I don't have many and I don't have much Oh, darling, my heart's on fire Darling, my heart's on fire Oh, darling, my heart's on fire For you Well, I don't know where and I don't know when But I know we'll Lovers again. I see you someday before the end. Don't know where and I don't know when. But oh, darling, my heart's on fire. Oh, darling, my heart's on fire. You know those love songs break your heart, heart You know those love songs break your heart, heart You know those love songs break your heart, heart Sovereign and free domain.
Welcome to the energies of this shout. Beautiful energy in the room. Mm, sweet music today. Kind of a celebration, celebration of the end of an era. Time to move on. As the song said, time to ramble on. You probably never heard the song before. <laughs> There's kind of a metaphor in here that having to do with all of your lives. Ah, you work at things, you experience things, you spend years, lifetimes doing things, and then it's time to leave. Time to go to the next level. You, you know it's right to go to that next level. You know the time has come. As a matter of fact, in so many ways you've gotten bored with the way things were, so you've created a new experience and an opportunity. Then, when the old era comes to the end, you take a few moments to reflect on the memories like you did today. Sweet, sweet memories. Ah, how, how you wish that you could have actually experienced it as beautifully as you hold the memory of it. <laughs> and the funny thing about memories is they are real. You're, you're not massaging it or manipulating it. Those feelings were there even back then. Those feelings of beauty and warmth and here with your gatherings and assembly, uh, the, the, the camaraderie, the blessings of Tobias started right here. Such sweet memories. And it is exactly those memories, my dear, those sweet, beautiful, poignant memories that bring you back for another lifetime. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet. Oh, oh, I love that so much. I have to go back for some more memories. <laughs> so my dear friends, the energy in here is quite beautiful. But I was intrigued a bit when dear Andra was up here with breathing with all of you. Did you forget how to breathe since our last session? Because there was a lot more thinking going on than there was breathing. You know it and I know it. Not much breathing. Like, stand. Breathing. And do not give her any water today. Breathing like, like this. Breathing should be like that. Let's do it together. Let's make Andra proud. Breathing like a master. <sighs> a little constipated. <laughs> Let's try that again. If you're really going to breathe life and energy in, it's almost like you can't sit still. Let's try it. <sighs> Andra, come here. We have to do some work here. Now, obviously, obviously they've had a tough month. <laughs> and they're not really breathing. They're thinking about breathing, and they're hoping later they may have a memory of breathing. 
but they're not really breathing. So give them hell for a moment here. Give them the Owama School of Breathing. Ah. Uh, we'll need a microphone. Well, we don't need it, but… There you go. Watch out. Right. That's funny, because we are having that school start on Monday. Get ready. Are you willing to receive that much love? It comes in breath. Feel that. Are you willing to receive? Are you willing to allow this to happen to you? <laughs> we should probably stop right here. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathing is a very personal experience. <laughs> All right. Stand over here. This room is so filled with amazing love. Are you willing to breathe it in? Breathing in through your nose all the way down. Feel it filling your belly, the core of you. Are you willing to live as though the core of you is this grand river of love? Breathe it in all the way down, all the way down. Feel this as it fills you and then through the love affair, you release, release all that was ready to receive another breath of so much love. So breathing in, breathing out, deeper and deeper into the core of you, receive, receive. Feel yourself melting deeper and deeper into your body. The sweet, sweet body created for the home of soul, for the miracle of you, this love affair, breath at a time, breath at a time, deeper and deeper. Yes, such a grand love affair, soul and human, soul and human, the true light body miracle of you. All you have to do is breathe, breathe. Breathe and receive this much love, this much joy, breath at a time, breath at a time. Yeah. Thank you. And now, a really good, outrageous breath. Outrageous. Eyes open, fully present and aware. An outrageous breath that pulls in energy. A little bit of energy depletion going on here. We'll talk about that in a moment. But a good, outrageous breath. Huh? Well, 
Yeah, your eyes should bulge out of your head. Your arms almost can't help but going out. Outrageous breath, my friends. Deep. Bring in that energy. You've been wondering lately, where is the energy? Where is the energy? So you breathe it in. It's the act of literally accepting energy in your body. It's the act of bringing that life force energy into this physical being. It's the act of getting out of your mind for a little while. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's what breathing does. That's what breathing is. So when you came in here today, we sat down and a little shallow breathing, still a lot of thinking going on. And it's no wonder. It's no wonder there, there's so much going on in the world right now. We recently had the Cardinal Grand Cross, this astrological event. It's not astrology that controls your life, but it certainly has an influence, especially at a time like this. The energies between the April 22nd and, let's call it, May 10th, are excruciating. If you haven't felt it, if you haven't felt it, you're probably not alive. They are pulverizing, excruciating, painful, painful in the body, painful in the mind. They're, they're, it's like mortar and pestle, and they're just grinding away at everything until you don't think you can tolerate it anymore. But somehow you do. Somehow you manage. Somehow you get by day to day. When I said, breathe it in, bring those energies in, there's a natural reluctance to do it. Why? So you can breathe in more of this excruciating energy? <laughs> no, absolutely. What you do, the way you cope with it, is you stop breathing. You bring in less energy. You kind of shut down, because there is this tremendous, incredible pressure everywhere. It's not just you. Not just you. It's everywhere on this planet now. It's in every tree, every blade of grass, every mosquito. It's in the bowels of Gaia, so to speak. It's everywhere, and you're feeling it. So the natural reaction is, shut down. Wait till this thing passes. You can feel at some intuitive level within you that it's going to pass. It's got to pass. Something, something's got to happen. Some of you, it's amazing. You look at the news reports each day waiting for a, uh, some drama, some big cataclysmic event to be taking place. It will. But right now is just the pressure phase. It's the pressure. It's getting everything ready for it. So what do you do? You shut down. You, you stop breathing. You stop inviting in more energy, because it hurts. It's difficult. Even we can feel it on the other side. Yeah, we can feel the energies of what's happening on Earth, and it's at an all-time pressure right now. It's amazing. So now let's try that again. Take a deep breath, because the other part of you is also saying, where's the energy? Why is my body so tired? Well, what's happening up here in my brain? I just have no life force energy. I thought I was a master. Where is the vitality? Yeah, it's there. It's there, but along with it, you're going to feel this tremendous 
excruciating pressure. You're going to feel it in your body and you're going to feel it in your emotions. It's there. So you really have an interesting choice here. Thank you for the coffee. You have an interesting choice. Shut down, wait for the storm to pass, but you're still going to be feeling things and you're still going to be shut down. Or, ah, drink it in. Take a good deep breath. Did you spike my coffee? <laughs> take a good deep breath right now. Just take that plunge into it. Feel those energies. And remember, that energy is here to serve you. There's tremendous energy right now. Part of you is feeling the excruciating, pulverizing force, and that's probably okay, because it's really grinding out a lot of things that just aren't appropriate. It's not going to kill most of you. It's uh, <laughs> I said it's not, not going to kill most of you. But I, there's always some exceptions. Death is one of those. You need to laugh at death, please, because that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Death, darkness, and all the rest of that. It's, death is when, – when Chambra die, a few of them have, they cross over, and one of the first things they want to do is just slap me and say, why didn't you tell me that death was so easy? I feared it all my life. And it was so easy, such a release, kind of joyful in, in a kind of a weird, macabre way. It's, it was so easy. And, and yes, it is. Please don't fear it at all. Oh, that went over well. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're living, we're living and enjoying. But sometimes it's hard to live when there's such a, a fear of death. So the choice is right now. Drink it in. Breathe it in. This energy, it's here for you. Energy ener – no more for them. <laughs> Remember the basics of energy. It has no agenda whatsoever. It has no mind. It has no direction. It doesn't care. It's just energy. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't have feelings. It's not like a little puppy dog that, that has feelings and desires. It's just energy, and it's there to serve you. So many of you have gotten to the point where you're kind of afraid of energy, and I'll explain that in just a little bit why there's that fear. It's just energy, and it's there for you. So when you're feeling this massive ball of energy that's come to this planet right now. Take a deep breath. It might affect other people in a very challenging way, but for you it's just energy for your life, for whatever you're choosing. Okay, now let's do a really good deep breath. <coughs> Bringing this in, no fear, allowing it to flow in you. Letting it serve you. Letting it serve what you are choosing in your life, not hiding from this energy. And a funny thing happens. When you are drinking it in, when you are just bringing it in without any controls or restrictions, suddenly it doesn't hurt. 
suddenly you realize it's not painful. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't make your thoughts even uh, more complex. It, it doesn't hurt your body. When you're, when you're shielding yourself from the energies that are here right now, ducking from them, then it's going to hurt, because you have your layers of defense systems up. You're, you're holding back. You're controlling. When you are just bringing it in, open, free, uncontrolled, that doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Let's take another really good, deep, bold, outrageous breath. It's air, it's energy, it's also a symbol that you're opening up, you're allowing. Good. Now, we're going to do some writing on the board, and Linda, with the microphone, please. And Vili at the board, thank you. Now, the question is, as Linda walks around with the microphone, and I'm going to ask you to be. Uh, I'm going to ask two things. First of all, as we get into the day, let's keep the energy simple. Okay, let's keep it very simple. There's no need to be complex. Remember, going back to one of the earlier lessons, it's only the mind that likes complexity because then it has something to do. It's kind of working away. Life itself, you as a soul being, very simple, deep but simple. So let's keep the energies very simple today. Secondly, as we go around with the microphone, please feel free to be very candid, open. In other words, I, I ask, I'm going to ask the question for a good reason, and it's not just uh, so we can all suck on lollipops here. <laughs> There's a good reason for it. <laughs> question is, Linda's ready on the run with that microphone, and right in mid-run I'll ask the question. She doesn't even know. Running, running now. Yeah, running, 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 running right. Keep water out running, of my running, hand. Running. Keep the, the water question out of my is, hand. what is your mood? What is your mood? What's your mood? Let's say, if you say, what time frame? Man, last couple of weeks, uh, you know, last couple of days even. What's your mood right now? Right now? Uh, well, I mean, within the last um, seven to 14 days, your overall mood? Um, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Good. Excellent. That's a good one for the board. Overwhelmed. And um, how has it been overwhelming for you? Um, a lot of things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to. Uh, Try to move, try to get a different job. So it's just you know, yeah. There's something else. Kind of what else? <laughs> there's something else. Something else? Yeah, there's something else going on. A job, uh, move. What else? What's really been bugging you? My thoughts. <laughs> because oh, I think too. about yeah. it too much. Yeah. I bug about everything. <laughs> <laughs> something um, else that's just nagging away at you. An issue. Um, I guess uh, family situation. That's that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that one out of every it. four problems is your family. It's <laughs> <laughs> a yes. true statement. It's a very true statement. Good. Yes. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for not saying I don't know. Yeah. 
We were getting close, yes. Uh, the I don't knows today will have to go sit in the latrine for five minutes. Okay, next. What, what's your mood? And I have a very good reason for asking this. What's your mood? Please. Uh, I, just finished, I just finished my book that I've good. worked on for Congratulations. the last year. It's a cartoon book. Yes. Like my paintings. Yeah. And am, I, am I in the book? Yes. Oh, see. <laughs> yes, the yes. Crimson Circle is also. Good, good. So just uh, as a heads up, uh, for any book that I'm in, or, or Crimson Circle, but any book I'm in, uh, there's extra energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. And so how's your mood? Well, I was feeling great, uh, jubilant, celebratory, mm -hmm. before for finishing it, and then something else came in that… Do you notice, by the way, you notice the and then. And then. Oh, yeah. yeah, meteorite, incoming, go ahead. And then? It seemed like I couldn't move forward on this plane because other stuff was coming in from what I consider higher planes. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, just uh, – it is semantics, but there are no higher planes. Right. I mean, this is the higher plane. This is, unfortunately, <laughs> this is. There are, and I'm being a stickler on this because, as masters, I do want a little mastery of the vocabulary. There's no higher planes, but there are planes of freedom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Put that in your book. No, the truly, there. Just as there is no higher self or grand angel. Let's kill the grand angel. Let's, let's, oh, no water for Linda. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of the higher self. Let's just annihilate it right now. Kill it. And, and, uh, killing is good uh, because it means we're, it, it'll let the energy. I'll get back to you. I'm on a roll here. It will release that energy from the suspended state it's in. And, and like if – see, you have the water in the bottle – sorry, but I get to do water, did it? Come here a second. <laughs> <laughs> no es posible. Oh, Linda. <laughs> no es posible. If you look at it this way, that, that's uh, – Stupido. Things are in, in, a, in a suspended state. They're, you know, if this was, for instance, your emotions or your problems or your physical body, Everything's kind of trapped in here, and it, it's there's no there's no higher water, but there's a free water. <laughs> there's free water, and it's released from the um, structure that it was held in, whether it's a belief or a, a biology or limitation. So, and Karen, not not to uh, digress from what you were saying, but this whole concept of the higher self and. Uh, the, the Grand Angel and oh, all the rest of that. Uh, let, let's be done with that. Uh, uh, let's leave that here at Coal Creek Hall. <laughs> when you move on, let's move on with the concept. There is the free self, the true self. Always been that way and, and still is within you right now. All, everywhere around you, the free self. But the uh, expression uh, and the consciousness right now are in a suspended state, uh, let's say. It oh, so uh, now that I've completely thrown you off, so uh, something came in uh, and higher planes, and uh, uh, now what?
How's well, your mood? So now I don't know if I'm starting over on something else or if I'm moving forward to finish up the past year with my book. Ah, okay. And, but how's your mood? Celebratory. Celebratory. Good, good. Irritated? No. Good. Th that's celebratory, that one in the middle. That is celebratory. That that's, is. That's the one I painted. That would make a beautiful t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I get 10%. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Next, what's your mood right now? What's your mood? You all know what a mood is. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, oh, I'm cranky. Cranky. Very cranky. Everything in oh, until about yesterday, everything and everybody bothered me. Even <sighs> my dog. Yeah, your dog. Yeah, I yeah. mean, everybody. You know, that's was... bad. That's really bad when your own dog bothers <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean the that's cranky. Really, really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really yeah. cranky. Yeah, and like, irritable. Irritable. With everything. And just, I, I just like don't even say boo to me because I just. Ugh. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, like, you look wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, charming, Thank uh, you. youthful. Thank you. Sensual. Thank you. Yeah. How's I, your mood now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my mood now. My mood. My mood's changed starting about yesterday. Okay. In, into today it was a lot, but for the last week or two, really cranky. What have you been doing with this irritability? <clears throat> How have you been? Expressing it, coping with it, and uh, please, John, no comments. <laughs> <laughs> Beer. Yeah, no. Um, uh, trying to well, I don't want to say trying to. Yeah, trying to ignore it. Yes. I mean, just it is. Yes. And not going out in public a lot because you go out in public and and then there's checkout people and there's in the bank and there's you want to strength there's people there's just people and they're in yeah. your way <laughs> and, you're right. and, and they're stupid, stupid people. <laughs> and i don't want to feel that way about them but i'm like oh, oh isn't that a dilemma you want to be <sighs> so loving and compassionate and <sighs> you know but but yet it's like oh. yeah. just oh. just go away just go away give yeah, me yeah. what i want and do yeah. it and they don't do it well yeah that's the problem they're yes. not they're not doing it the way i want them no, in no, no, any way <laughs> This yeah. is my planet. You're just a guest. Goodbye. Well, yeah. and you're not serving me well. Yeah. Yes. No. No. They're. They're not. They're, they're not. not. Irritability. In, in any way. Are you irritable during your uh, sleep state? During your dream stages? I'm really busy during my sleep. My, yes, yes. So I'm. I'm waking up in the middle of like really active. I mean, I'm really busy. Yes. So I'm not, happy dreams. Eh, I'm. It's like I'm working. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm working when I'm awake, I'm working when I'm asleep, I'm working. How do you possibly get through the day and the mm, night? Not well. well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm um, just not picking well. up a, a time for a road trip, perhaps by oh, yourself. Oh, I want to drive to Maine by myself yes. without even the dog in the car. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd take the dog, and I thought, no, I'll strangle it. That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Not even the dog. Yeah, not even yeah. the dog. No, yeah. no. But if you take the dog, think of the memory you'll have later. <laughs> oh, it was so fun with the dog. I, I want to be. I almost killed him, but oh, it was so I fun. I want to be in the car by myself in like hotel rooms with nobody around. Around, you yes. know, and nobody, like nothing in the car but me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. Yeah. No, I don't want him near me. Are you kidding? <laughs> Let's get a shot of John in the back. He's smiling. <laughs> he understands. No, he perfectly well understands. And part of the challenge that uh, many of you are experiencing uh, is so you're in a relationship, and particularly if you're both. Um, in this um, 
self-appointed mastery, it's like, ah. It's like, it's difficult at times. I'm not looking at anybody here. Uh, but <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> and you know what? Once in a while, you just have to laugh. You just have to laugh uh, that, that you're being a complete uh, bitch master. Uh, that, and, and it's okay. Did you say dick master? <laughs> I, that, <laughs> oh, Linda. <laughs> one of the one of the old um, uh, stereotypes was the master that uh, is just so loving, so peaceful, so dead because it never happened. It didn't. When the masters in the past got to this point, they laughed. They could not handle it. They not only did they not want their dog with them, they, they gave away their dogs. They did other things I won't even mention, but <laughs> there comes a point you just had it, had it. And, and I'll explain in a moment after a few more comments. What's your mood right now? What's your mood? I want to hear Bonnie's. I, I saw I, Bonnie just – I heard her say, please. Hello, Bonnie. Hi. Hi. You know how angry I am. I know. Especially at you. Yes, yes. And, but what have I done? Should I tell you? <laughs> no. I know. I pushed a few buttons. Um, oh, didn't exa wasn't exactly like a soothing balm on your constant irritation. Not exactly. Not exactly coming to your aid when you said, Oh, Adamas, Adamas, come and help me. And actually, what have I done lately? Well, I kind of took a – well, I was, like, I was like your dog. I ran in the corner and, and hid, <laughs> letting you be cranky. So how's your mood? Well, I'm still cranky. Yeah, why? You're working too hard. Yep. Yeah, why? But it's your fault. <laughs> well, let's define this for a moment. Are you talking to the loving, the beloved Adamas, or are you talking to Kaldra? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, to it's your the beloved idea. Adamas. Yes. And what have I done? Pins. Pardon? <laughs> now I'm leaving. Now, Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. It's podium time for Bonnie. Bonnie, <laughs> think of the billions or thousands of Chambra around the world who are wearing their pins right now. Think Very of, happily, I Think know. of the memories. <laughs> we'll ask Jean to do a slide program, uh, a video, because she is so good at it, of everybody wearing their pin. They're walking down the street wearing their pin, kind of pointing to it. They go to the store and the clerk, what is that pin? Uh, they, they dream at night and they go to the angelic realms and everybody says, you got a master pen, and the mu beautiful music plays, and everybody dances and sings. And then at the end, they all sing, Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. 
Bunny, 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 my bunny lies over the ocean. My bunny sends me my pen. <laughs> oh dear, you are terrible. How's your mood, Bunny? How's your mood? Well, right now I'm laughing. You're good. You're good. And and actually, it's a very good point because yes, you have been working more than what would should be humanly possible. You should really talk to those people. You. But you're blaming it on the work. Now, I'm going to prove to you in a moment, and you're going to gasp in realization. I'm going to prove to you that it has nothing to do with pins or the level of work that you're at. As a matter of fact, that's the greatest blessing in your life right now, and you can thank me. <laughs> uh -huh. Thank you, Bunny. <laughs> yes, wave goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> One more. How's your mood right now? <laughs> oh, are we writing these down? Cranky and just put number four, put just pins. Damn pins. Damn pins. Damn pins. Yes, how's your mood? Frustrated. Frustrated with what? If it can go wrong, it has. Ah, that, isn't that the truth? Yes, isn't that uh, a Peter Principle or something like that? Yeah. The, the Peter Principle for spiritual people. Yes. Uh, if, it, it's, if it's going to go wrong, it'll go wrong right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, in a way, that's good. Get it over with. Uh, I, you could string it out for years, but let's just get over it. Let's, let's – Caldera's filtering right now. Let's, let's annihilate you know, all those old impressions of what you were supposed to be like, because it'll never happen. That'll even be more depressing than what will happen. The old, yeah. the old <laughs> concepts of what you thought spirituality was, and, and uh, the old concepts of God – oh, God, uh, so gone – and the old concepts – all the old concepts. And that's a lot of what's happening to everyone right now. It's just getting crushed out, crushed down. Mm -hmm. It's going to turn into fine powder, and then the wind's going to blow it away. Ah, lots like of wind. A, yeah, yeah. Have wind. Lots of wind. So right now is a, is a wonderful time to just go through the whole process. It's all going to go wrong. Anything, <laughs> anything out of balance, anything that you haven't already gone through – hello, Wendy – anything that you haven't already been gone through, let's just get this over with. And you know what? Assume, please assume that everything that's happening right now is just part of mastery. Everything. Not a lesson. There are no lessons. There's nothing to learn. Right now it's just you letting you go through a transformation process, an alchemy process. And please, all of you hear me. It's just the alchemy process, and it's changing very old stuck energies into very free energies. That's all that's happening. But yet in the midst of it there's a lot of panicking. What's happening to me? What am I doing wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Good. And they say, well, why does it hurt? I have, because you're human. You know, why, 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 think, 
can I trust you? <laughs> why, why is it, why are you so serious? Why are, why, there's this whole thing of what am I not getting? Nothing. Isn't that amazing? There's nothing you're not getting. Uh, there's nothing to get. It's just going through this alchemy. And when you create your own little um, imaginary video, great times of my wonderful life, and you have all these memories, that, God, that was so good. And then I'm going to have to sit down and talk to you because you're going to say, you know, I'll, let's do it again. Oh no. Let, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Let's do something different, something else. <laughs> there is something else. Okay. And it is so simple, so close, that it's hard to see. Hmm. And the tendency is to try to figure it out. We're not going to. It's just going to happen. And in the process of all this going on, this tremendous alchemy, there's also the tendency to not trust what's going on. So what, what do good masters like you do? Well, you still tend to load up with the uh, elements of untrust. When you take a lot of junk uh, vitamins and you have to eat certain foods – you've heard me talk about this mm-hmm. – over and over and over, but I would say probably there's more use and abuse. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, the, the mind drugs. I'm talking about just thinking that you've got to have a new healer, a new facilitator, a new re- regimen to go on, a new anything. My friends, all you're doing is going out of trust with yourself. If you would just be, forget all the vitamins and all the waters and all the – what are we now into kelp? Is that the new thing <laughs> of the day? Not me. Not you. No. But <laughs> in, after kelp, it's going to be something else. And stop for a moment. Stop, stop, stop. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter. And all the vitamins in the world are not going to help you. And all the therapies and all the remedies are nothing but great distractions. Period. Now, I know. I know, not you, but I know some of you are going to say, yeah, but Adamus, you don't understand. Okay, catch your next lifetime. I do understand. I do understand. And I, I do have to, at times, be a little extreme, be a little – push some buttons. I do understand. Just assume everything that you're going through is you, not some – supreme order of anything, but you allowing it into your life. The moment you said, I choose my embodied ascension, it all started. And not always pretty, not always comfortable, but very effective if you let it be. Good. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. One more. How's your mood now? Oh, how's the energy in the room? Maybe we should play a nice video and have oh some memories for a while, or cut to the chase. Yes, how is your mem- how is your memory? How is your mood? It's been up and down. Up and down. Yes. Yeah. It has been very low, and then and and then I've had desire to do things I haven't wanted to do for a long time. Yes. So I have the desire to do it. I haven't found the energy to do it. So I wow. I push myself through it. Yeah. And so it's been up and down, but I think it's been fascinating the weather. 
Yes. I, I, the, the wind, I don't know. It, it, it was well, let's not talk about the weather. Let's talk about yeah. you. <laughs> well, it, it, it affected me mm -hmm. in some way. Yes. With the winds over and over. Oh, and sure. Up. The winds, uh, winds are just, uh, they're, they're literally clearing old energy. Yes. But some people don't like that. No, I, 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 it was kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's been both ways, up and down. Yes. And, but I think I've been happier this month than I have been in the past few months. Yeah. Well, and one more thing I'd like to do is let's move beyond the concept of happy and sad, because it's really kind of uh, disturbing. Uh, it's a very strange human uh, need to be happy. And the fact is, you're not going to be happy. Uh, it's, it's a unattainable goal. Well, I've been momentarily. Mood has been your mood more is pleasant. up. And, mood is up and down. Yes. And and apparently no particular rhythm, rhyme, or reason for it. It's just up and down, kind of erratic. Yes. 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 And but it but just drink it in. I have. Just, yes. Good. No, especially with the wind would come in. And, you, and I would be breathing deeply when you went into breathing. I'm thinking, I've been doing this through the wind. And yes. It's been ex exhilarating. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Good. And I believe Edith is just dying to ask a question or make no, a no, comment. I'm just living to ask, ask you a question. a question. Yes. We've been taught and, and believe with all our ascended hearts that we have the freedom to choose. You do. So who would want to be miserable? Ah. <laughs> That is a good segue into microphone, please. Thank you. <laughs> that is a good segue. <laughs> no, it's a good segue, and I, I, I don't want to discuss it anymore. I want to let you experience it. I contend. I contend. There's a lot of moods going on right now. Uh, what's a mood? A mood is a an emotion. A mood is. Uh, measurement of where you're at, but more than anything, a mood is a thought, is a judgmental thought, and saying, I'm happy, I'm sad, I don't know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, I'm up, I'm down, and it's a mood. And pe humans live by mood. Humans live by mood. They really do. And, and, and there are those uh, with a scientific uh, – I don't want to knock these over here, pass these around. Uh, yes. Let me breathe on them for – Okay. You share breath. <laughs> you share a lot of other things. A little breath isn't going to hurt. <laughs> Humans live by moods. They wake up in the morning, and I'm not exaggerating, they wake up in the morning and they ask themselves in their own way, am I in a good mood or bad mood? They reflect on what happened the day before, where they left off with the long, sometimes dreary story. And they say, oh, I'm in a good mood because fill in the blank, or I'm in a bad mood, and they will continue on that track. The moods constantly change based on some variables that we'll talk about, but moods are generally uh, generated from the thoughts, and they become the, a, the thoughts' way of having a type of feeling. Uh, and, and again, going back to this whole concept, the, the mind, the brain, the thoughts, have no true sensual awareness whatsoever, but the brain has uh, been developed in a way that it believes it does. So it creates a mood, a mood. 
a mood you could say has been manufactured or created out of farts, uh, thoughts, as we talked about in our last gathering. So it's a bunch of <clears throat> interesting, limited, uh, limited. Thank you. Limited thoughts that create a mood. The mood creates then the energy that comes in for the day, for the experience. Most people believe they have no control over their moods or no choice over they, their moods, so they live by their moods. Also, just as a little factoid, that 100% of decisions that a person makes are based on emotions. Even, even decisions that um, have to do with, let's say, science or math or, or something very black and white, even a job, things that you're doing at your work every day, a decision you know, about something at the company, should you, um, should you have more manufacturing in a certain division or location than another. One would say, well, that's not emotional. Absolutely is. Everything comes out of emotions which come out of thoughts which are really not, oh, you would say, true. They're limited. So imagine what that does in life, Edith. It's creating, it's generating all these illusions. Thought turns to mood, which is also the emotion, which is also the way you attract energy into your life, which is also the way you breathe which is also the way you receive, and suddenly the energies get pretty stuck. <clears throat> there is something within you, and it's coming to the surface more and more, and it's rather annoying. And this something was what we used to call the veil. The, the, the something is this illusion. The veil, of course, is separation, period. Veil is separation, the belief in separation. But <coughs> you're coming closer and closer to this truth, this knowingness, that all these thoughts and all these moods and all these emotions are not really you. Maybe you could say, you could argue they are to an extent, they're a very limited part of you, but they're not the real you. They're not the inner you. So there's this exasperating irritation that's coming in right now because you know there's something better. You can't define it. It's difficult to even rely on somebody else's story of their journey because um, you could I'll say this very candidly, there's nobody really ahead of you, not even those guys that sit in monasteries or temples or do their chanting. They're wonderful people, but they're not ahead of you. So there's nobody that can really tell you about it, but yet there's this knowingness. Now you combine that with the tremendous energies that are here right now and this birthing, coming forth feeling that, God dang it, there's something else. There's, I know there's something else, but then you get into the thought pattern and you start thinking, but what is it? And where am I going to find it? And what should I be doing? And am I in my correct alignment? Am I wearing the right colors? And then suddenly you're off track. You're, you're out of balance. Then you get a bad mood, 
because you've had a lot of thoughts building the, the, the mood stage, and then you shut down because it's not what you had hoped for. In a way, there are tremendous blessings with all this irritation, with all this frustration, and this kind of it's a pent up energy that's going to release. And when it releases, it's going to release a lot of old things that were really, really stuck within you. So you can finally start experiencing the freedom. That's what the soul is. It's freedom. That's the free self, not the higher self. It's the free consciousness, not the limited consciousness, not the low human consciousness. It's just freedom. You actually don't have to work at it for it. Matter of fact, it actually works against you. I contend, as part of our little exercise, how, how, what is your mood? I contend that you are bored. You're bored. After 1400 lifetimes, <laughs> after going through just about everything a human can experience, just about everything that can be had. You've had relationships, good and bad. You've had health, good and bad. You've had money and no money. You've, you've through your incarnations, your lifetimes, you've seen most of the world. You don't need to hop on an airplane because you probably have been there, with a few exceptions. There is not much more, so you're bored. So what do you do in the boredom? Well, you set up um, – well, first of all, it's frustrating because, Leslie, you're just bored. That's it. Now, you'll think that I'm just, I can't stand uh, other people or my dog or this or that. You're, it's boredom, which leads to intolerance, and combined with this, this feeling, this intuition coming up, there's got to be more to this, and there is. And it's the sheer boredom. You look at other people and say, oh my God, they have at least 75 more lifetimes. I don't want to be with them. I am so done with going through that. I am tired of stupid questions. And then the other part of you, another, um, another limited part of you, if I could have the marker, another limited part, so you have you have the unlimited I am, totally free, not dependent on anything, not even God. God said, here, have your I am and get out of here. Uh, and then you've got these little boxes of limitations, some that are kind of attached to the, the uh, let's call it the, the free self, but they've kind of barricaded themselves off. So you've got all these little limited boxes, and one of the limited boxes that you've created is this thing that says, well, I'm supposed to be a master. Thomas told me I was a master. He must be lying because I can't stand people right now. I, I don't want to be dear my dog, your poor dog. Somebody want to adopt a dog here. We have one dog up for adoption. And <laughs> so you've created the other limited self that's that I'm supposed to be a master. Well, what the hell's a master? Anyway, I, I, I've told you, I've told other groups, first of all, a master doesn't tolerate any crap. Now, it doesn't sound like the old concept of a master, 
you know, sitting on the mountaintop chanting. That's not a master. That's somebody who's going through something you went through eight, twelve, fifteen lifetimes ago. You've been there. You've been on the mountain. You've done the routine. And could you imagine going back? Boring, boring, boring. I contend that an irritation, a frustration that all of you have is just sheer boredom. And as a matter of fact, you're caught between that proverbial rock and a hard space because you're bored, but you don't want to die. <laughs> That's why I say, stop worrying about death. It's easy. But you don't want to leave because you're not really sure. I mean, you're not really, really sure. Maybe, what, 80 percent sure, 90 percent sure, but you're not really, really sure what goes on. I can't even say the words after you leave. So you're, there's still a holding on, there's still a limitation, but damned if you can tolerate another day on this planet with its ways, you know. Your big excitement these days is a new piece of technology. Whoopee, because I never had an, a super deluxe iPad X Moto Model V before in any other lifetime. Now I got it. Okay. After 30 minutes, you're back to boredom. So there's this whole phenomena going on of boredom. And what do you do? So you create stuff. You, 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 just to keep you busy. You know what many of you do is engage in extreme activity, what I call the hatter activity, like the mad hatter. Just activity, just something to keep going. Just something. Because if you just keep yourself engaged to anything, maybe you'll stay on the planet. If you keep yourself engaged, maybe it will bring in some energy or something, and it doesn't. I actually, engaging yourself in frantic activity is neurotic, and it's feeding the, th the thought into mood cycle. It doesn't give you the opportunity to stop and just say, I am, I exist. It doesn't give you an opportunity to just slow down and allow a very natural process to take place. <clears throat> because part of you doesn't want to face that natural process. It hurts a little bit. That hurts a lot. It hurts the body for a little while, because it's going to release – it's going to re – let me put it this way. If I told you that you're going to do a complete release of your ancestral biology and your old human template and you're going to integrate the light body, don't you think that would hurt a little bit? Don't you think there'd be a li at least a, like, oh, God, uh, or a little jolt or jarring of energy? Well, certainly. You, you've been clunking this thing around for millions of years, uh, this template of a physical body. It's going to hurt a little bit as it, as it uh, releases. It's it, like – Linda taught me to do that. But it was actually a good example, because you've got all this old ancestral biology stuck in there, and you're trying to think your way out of it. I am no longer my ancestors. I'm no longer my ancestors. And, and uh, that doesn't do much good. You stop for a moment, and then – and it just releases. And you say, well, how does it release? I mean, tell me exactly so I know whether I want it to happen. It doesn't matter. It's going to release. It's going to let go. 
So we have this tremendous sense of boredom that's come in. And really, I, I want you to feel into that. You are a grand creator, a grand creator. But in answer to your question, some of your choices are not grand creator choices. Some of them are. Some of them are. But some of them are little boredom choices, little limited self-choices, not the grand choice. And I'm going to tell you a secret, Edith, just between us. <laughs> We've talked about choices before in our gatherings for years now, because you forgot that you actually can make a choice. You get anybody gets into the matrix, gets into the hypnotic rhythm. They forget that they can make a choice. Well, they think they are because they can choose whether they're going to have chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream for dessert, and then they say, "Well, I can't have any because it's bad for me. I heard it on TV. It has uh, gluten in it, or God knows whatever, and I can only eat kelp ice cream." So, <laughs> and you laugh, but. These are true life examples. And so then there is no choice. So we, Tobias, Katumi, and I have worked for years to say, you can make a choice. But then we say, well, but I'm afraid to make a choice. What if I make the wrong choice? You can't make the wrong choice. You cannot. You cannot. Just make a choice. Thank you. Just <laughs> make a choice. Now, the Master understands at a certain point, Edith, breathe this one in, that's all a bunch of crap. You don't – you get to a certain point after you have a consciousness of making a choice. After you get to that point of saying, ah, I can make a choice. I can make big choices, huge choices, and then you make them. You don't just say you can make them, but you make a choice. You get to that point of mastery. You never have to think about a choice again, ever again. It's already there. It's already there. There are no choices to be made because you're in your mastery. You're no longer limited. You're no longer walking around saying, "Well, I don't know." And you know, wh when's the next star alignment going to come? And when the U of aliens going to come? You're out of all that. You're out of the limitations as a free, sovereign being. You never make a choice again. Why? Everything is going to be there appropriately, without thinking about it, without having to do, should I do this or that? Never again will you have to make a choice. It will be there. It will be there. There is no black. There is no white. There is no separation. There is no, should I do this or should I do that? It's just there. Perhaps, perhaps you're, you don't feel you're quite at that point yet. You're quite at that point of trusting that it's just going to be there. But you are. Perhaps that's pretty fearful, thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, I can just let go of control? Hmm. How would that feel, by the way? How would that feel, Linda Hansen, to let go of control? Uh, microphone is on, on its way. A conversation we've been having. How would it feel to? I was to just sleeping. I know. You woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's the best thing because then you don't know all the lead up to it. That's true. How would it feel to let go of all control, dear Linda? 
Pretty damn scary. Pretty damn scary. Thank you for your yeah. honesty. Very scary. Very yeah. scary. Think, all of you, think for a moment. Letting go of control. Ah, it sounds so good. I'm a master. I've let go of control. Well, when you take a look at everything you control during the day and in your life from, from time, control of time, what would it be like just to let go of control of time? Oh, just think of all the people that would be upset with you. See? You can't let go of time. What if you let go of control of your biology? Huh? Yeah, yeah you know what that's like. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> oh, boy. Um, letting control of, of your thoughts for, for a day. It's almost unfathomable. Letting go of the control. The control, by the way, is the very thing that makes the little boxes, the limited self, little limited I am. And by the way, these boxes, you notice, they didn't draw them uh, touching each other, because that's kind of the way it is. The, the limited uh, aspects or selves are, are not really connected, hey, maybe in some strange way, but they actually really don't connect or talk to each other. So there's a lot of control, the control, the control in the way you dress. You know, and so often the control comes from what you think others are going to say, because it's part of this huge matrix, what you should and shouldn't do. Uh, and feel my frustration for you, for you, not at you, but for you. It is boring, just deadly boring. Uh, th this, you get to the point in this journey on this planet, and it's really boring. Could you imagine for a minute just living your life out um, – well, just finishing your job, retiring, uh, and then realizing you don't have enough money, so you've got to go, get a, you gotta go be a greeter down at Walmart, and, <laughs> and, and, and driving back and forth to work every day, and, and having to watch the time, and then your health starts to fail a little bit, and you're hoping that it won't be a lot, but it's a little bit, and you try to pretend it's not, but it kind of is. And, and then you just, what, live out some remaining days. You get kind of sick, and over a period of about five years, you just kind of collapse into a, a state of disgust, and, and then you die. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because, my friends, you would rather do anything than do that. Other people are kind of okay, content with doing that because they don't know any better, because they, they don't have the awareness. Awareness uh, does bring frustration and annoyance and anger. That's why a good master is a pissed-off master. <laughs> uh, it's very true. <laughs> It is very, very true. So this whole notion, by the way, think about who created and, and uh, basically embedded this notion that you're supposed to be nice. Uh, saints are nice and Buddhas are nice, and it's not true. There is, there is ex especially right about now, where you're at, there is extreme annoyance, impatience, intolerance, anger. And, and then you take a lot of energy to suppress it, 
and it doesn't really work. And then you get all in the mind, jambled up in the mind, and trying to figure out, and you exhaust yourself. And, and you bore yourself too, but you exhaust yourself and you have no energy left and you fall into bed hoping, hoping for a reprieve in, in the late night hours and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Welcome to mastery. <laughs> First of all, let yourself really truly feel into all of this, your anger, your frustration, your confusion, your be angry at me if you want, because it's real. It's happening and there's a reason for it. Because you're bored, you want something more, but because of still having the boxes and some limitations and the fear of letting go of control, you stay in the pattern. Back to your question. The choice. The choice can be to get out of the rut. But my friends, it's, it, it, it's, it's when you get out of that, that old template, when you get into your light body, your divine intelligence, your I Am, it changes everything. And there's so many that want a little change. Mastery is all or nothing. Mastery isn't just a little better matrix than you had last week. It is all or nothing. There's either freedom or there's limitation. There's not kind of free limitation. There, there is not. And, and there's really not even limited freedom. There's really not even limited freedom. I want to do an experience before we go to the next level here. How are we doing on time? It doesn't matter. Thank you. I'd like to do an experience, and if we could have the lights down, and let's have some nice um, music in the background. The cream is not as good as last month. Yes. So let's take a good deep breath as the lights come down. Oh, so much going on. Such a beauty in what's going on. Oh, just imagine the memories you're going to have of this wonderful time of your last life on this planet. Oh, God, I want to do it again. <laughs> that whole mastery thing, oh, what a blast. Oh, so confusing, so painful, but so good for me. Can't I just do mastery all over again? No. No, you can't unknow what you know. You can't unlearn what you've learned. Let's take a good deep breath as we go into this experience. This experience, remember, keep it simple. It's been said that <clears throat> you have a planning session before you come back to a new lifetime. Some actually do. Most don't, though. Well, most of the time when somebody comes back for another incarnation, they have no idea what's going on. They're drawn by the compelling and magnetic forces of emotions and memories and karma and other people sucked right back to the planet without the benefit of even knowing where they're going to end up. But we can know where they're going to end up.
They're going to end up right back with the family that they've been connected to for a long time. So most people really never have this type of planning session. They go from one lifetime to another to another, tumbling through time and space, tumbling through challenges and difficulties, tumbling through their own demons and darkness, once in a great while surfacing for a bit of air, but not so often. But you, my friends, you're far wiser than that. And indeed, you did have a time of contemplation before you came in for this lifetime. You weren't necessarily surrounded by a lot of other angels. You had talks with some of the beings, some of the entities, but then you kind of went off by yourself in your own beautiful dimension, knowing that you were going to return to Earth. You were conscious and aware of it. You went off by yourself, away from all the other entities. Oh, you'd been to Earth so many times. You, you knew the program. You knew the ins and outs. You knew trees and rivers and skies and storms and snow and deserts and heat. You knew the beauty, but also the danger of nature. You knew food and sex. You knew people and their ways. You knew all of that. Nothing, nothing truly was going to be new for you. You went off by yourself, preparing for your lifetime, this lifetime. It was almost like it was yesterday. And you had a very deep and passionate reason for coming back. Now, that deep and passionate reason sometimes has been lost on you while you've actually been here. Sometimes you've even fooled yourself into believing that you came back to better humanity. That wasn't the reason whatsoever wasn't even to find a lost soulmate, because you knew, you already knew that a lot of your journey was going to be alone, by yourself. You already knew. You had a deep passion for coming back. Somewhat of a knowingness that this was probably going to be the last lifetime. You knew there were certain things that you wanted to complete. In this contemplative time with yourself, you were going through an um, interesting metamorphosis. dissolving through your past lifetime and that identity, dissolving into 
fragments of your soul self dissolving at the same time into this new identity that you are going to become in this lifetime. It was like all of these images, identities blurring together, dissolving through each other, transforming out of your old identity. Dissolving or kind of going into parts of the I am, feeling the potentials of this lifetime. What was that passion? What was that passion? coming back. I can tell you right now, it wasn't to make amends. It was not to justify anything or resolve anything outside of yourself. That might have been a peripheral reason, but it wasn't the deep passion. Passion wasn't anything that the entities told you you had to do. This wasn't anything you were doing on behalf of your spiritual family or the order of the ark. Uh, your service to the order of the ark had expired. Deep passion that transcended anything having to do with resolve the past or save humanity. It was something within you, a burning desire, heart's desire. It's always been there, although often it eludes you. Often you get caught up in the commotion of what you think you're supposed to be doing here in this lifetime, kind of like the Hatter, the Mad Hatter, running frantically here and there. But it's still there. I, I can see it. I can feel it in each and every one of you. And it's not a justification. In other words, it, you don't have to justify being here. It's simply a passion. I ask you to feel into that right now. It goes beyond the memory of past lives. goes beyond the draw from other people, that attraction, the other people that might have brought you here. This was yours. Yours. Now 
I tell you, let's go beyond the thoughts right now. I'm trying to define it in words because it's a feeling. Thoughts would only limit it. So I invite you to go into the feeling without words, without pictures. I invite you to go into the feeling of that passion, because that's, that's it, almost undefinable. So now take that outrageous breath and go into the feeling. Energies. Quite amazing. Take a good deep breath. Uh, amazing that you allowed yourself to go beyond the thought or the word or the definition. That, my friends, is breaking free. I asked you to experience something that was very personal, very close, and very, very real. Get the lights up, please. But what I felt most of you doing, actually, in this experience was letting yourself go outside of the thought. You struggled a little bit at first, but because we're in a safe space, and for even you watching in, you suddenly allowed yourself to go beyond having to define it. There was some machio at first. Machio being kind of the spiritual BS. But you allowed yourself to go beyond that and go beyond the thought. See, there's a tendency for the human mind to, to think about why you came here, but it's not really why you came here. The thought, any thought about why you came here, the passion, is a limitation, is limited into itself because it's a thought. Any thought is limited, period. No exceptions. Thoughts are nice. They're fine. They're going to come and go. They serve you in some ways, but it's always limited. So in this experience, 
then you allowed yourself to go beyond some of the thoughts, because there is that thing, that, that feeling, that passion that's right there that's causing your aggravation and your anger and your frustration and your unease. Your unease. And by the way, unease is far better than disease. Uh, and, and that's where it ends up, uh, if, if you uh, ignore it, if you're not aware of it. It ends up as disease. So you allowed yourself to get into a little bit of feeling, and it may have brought up some emotions, tears, uh, emotions connected to thought, but it also brought up, for many of you, a real sensual experience. Not sexual, but sensual. And for a moment, in this safe space, with some nice music playing, you felt once again. You felt. You had a sensual feeling. Not just a thought, not just a, an emotion. You had those as well, but a sensual feeling. Most of you were able to go beyond the definition, meaning the word, having to put it, why did I come here to earth? Because I uh, want to be a master. Uh, those are just words. Uh, and even the picture, the picture of yourself as kind of a glowing, floaty being, which is nice, but you even allowed yourself to go beyond that into, if it was even just for a fleeting moment, a sensual feeling, sensory. That's what angels are by nature, and humans are not. Uh, that perhaps, perhaps, without even trying to put words on it, is maybe one of the reasons, one of the attractions to come to this planet in this lifetime. Sensory, sensual awareness. Consciousness, consciousness, which is awareness with its sensual, sensual feeling. As humans, you've been bored, bored silly, bored absolutely. So you've been trying to find ways to deal with it. You tried to be nice. You tried to uh, you, you've been having the dueling thoughts, you know, the thought you're bored, the thought you have to be nice, the thought that uh, you're supposed to say life is so great, the thought is life sucks. So you're going through all this massive activities, and Bonnie, back to you. Bonnie, you would be in a mental institution if it wasn't for Crimson Circle <laughs> and my PIN program. Because, and maybe not literally, but figuratively, because, Bonnie, all this activity has kept you occupied, has kept you busy. Activity, activity, activity. And one could say, but look at the grand importance to the world for all this activity, the pins going out. Now nah, it's just been activity. I, and it has done some good, of course. But you would have torn yourself to shreds because you're uh, quite the thinker and the your Bonnie, you control. Uh, how much more clear can oh, I yes, be? Yes, very. Controlling. Am I am I psychic or what? Uh, <laughs> but the activity has actually, in a beautiful way, allowed you to uh, 
uh, go through uh, this process uh, as you're going through and uh, your freedom of, of yourself, but you have activities to occupy your mind and occupy you, because otherwise it would be so devastating to suddenly be conscious uh, all at once of the fact that control is being ripped out of your life. It, 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 control is just being torn away from you, and it's one of the very things that you identified with. It's one of the very things that you put out front. Control is going away, Bonnie, and if it had happened all of a sudden, all at once, boom, bye-bye, Bonnie. My Bonnie lies over the ocean to the other side, <laughs> way over the other side. So in a way, in a way, you're brilliant. Keep busy. Keep active. But you don't have to now. You realize what it was all there for. And so many of you, in all these activities and in all this um, kind of a daze and confusion and uh, feeling lost, and but my friends, what's happening in this, in this whole thing is you're getting back to your freedom. Freedom doesn't always come easy when you've been locked up for a long time. I mean, literally, for any prisoner that's been in, been in uh, a prison in jail for 20 years, it's very difficult. They develop habits. They develop patterns and comforts, and most of the time they do not cope well on the outside, uh, meaning on their, in their freedom. So they do things to get them back. Uh, what's the, uh, uh, the rate of return uh, for prisoners? who have been in prison for more than, let's say, 10 years, up to, what, 60, 70, 80 percent? It's not because they're bad people. It's because they have habits. They have systems. They have controls. And once in prison, it's difficult to exist in the free space. And more than any being in all of creation, I should know, have I ever told you the story <laughs> You knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. So when I say that you can, have, you can have freedom or you can stay in limitation, but you can't have limited freedom. It just doesn't work. And you're trying. You're trying. I'll tell you right now, keep trying, but it doesn't work. You're either free or you're not. You're not. comes back to the proposition, the question you asked, Edith. Do you have a choice? Absolutely. You already made the choice a long time ago, every one of you. You wouldn't be sitting here. You'd be at some group down in Boulder. You already made a, cho <laughs> you already made a choice, and that's why you're here. And it's not always easy. I ask you if you can just take a moment, a precious moment, and just give a little thanks to yourself. We're not going to do a marab or anything, but could you just give thanks to yourself? It's not easy. Uh, it's not easy. But you're doing it. You, you stated it. You made your choice, Edith, a while back. And in a way, there's counter-choices that you're trying to do, you and others are trying to do, say, okay, but I don't want this, I don't want that. It's like, sorry, the train is moving to Freedomville, and you're on it. And there's no getting off at this point. Because you made a choice in a way – and I'm, I'm oversimplifying it – but your choice back then was, I choose my mastery, which is my, my conscious 
uh, freedom. I choose that, and I will not let any future stupid limited choice uh, override that choice. It's kind of a weird thing, that, a dynamic that you put in. So I make this choice, and no matter what I do or say in the future, even if I want to turn back, I can't. And you locked it in. And then, to make it even crazier, you called on me <laughs> to make sure you weren't going to go back. So you're not. You're not. So let's talk for a moment about this whole thing having to do with thoughts. Last month, thoughts. Thoughts are limited. Every thought is limited. Period. If it was not limited, it wouldn't be a thought. It would be a sensory awareness, a feeling. And there's no intelligence, uh, analytics, judgment, or limitations put on a true sensory awareness. None whatsoever. Other than that, every thought is limited. You're manufacturing a lot of thoughts all the time. Uh, they're based on beliefs, and the thoughts then create new beliefs, and thoughts you have new thoughts coming in trying to suppress your other thoughts, and, and you got this – it's a thought pollution going on. Uh, you talk about environmental problems. This is – your thought thing is creating a tremendous internal environmental problem. So you got all these thoughts going on, and then thoughts create moods. You walk around and say, I'm in a bad mood. Why? Well, because we just had a cardinal grand uh, something or other. That's why. No, no, that's not why. It has a little bit of an influence, uh, a slight influence, but you're in a bad mood because of your thoughts. Huh. Now, let's talk about other things that create moods, and then I'll go one step further. Uh, and if we could get you writing on the board, what else creates moods besides your thoughts? But what other things influence moods? This is so obvious it hurts. Uh, Linda is going to run with the microphone. Yes. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. In, let's let's call it um, let's call it uh, chemical input. Uh, true. Drugs. Alcohol. Uh, how's that pot smoking I, coming along? Now that it's, lot, le now that it's legal, you can you can uh, you I know, went, I you can did. come out of the closet. I went and got some. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was not for really medicinal in the purposes, right? Only to proper people like Linda, I lied. I was I was a good girl, but really the whole time I sure. was having fun. Yeah, maybe you didn't know that. I don't know. Now look at the limitation of that. You know that you had to cover up that you were a drug addict. I mean, uh, oh, smoke smoke marijuana. You suck. <laughs> But but I look, was at, not. look at look at that. You know this have is hard down up. here. Okay, you go work forty hours Linda, a week and and not have a beer. I would never work forty hours. I please, <laughs> really, can you see me walking into an office, <laughs> trying to find a parking spot? If you sat in a cubicle, worrying you would if smoke I was five minutes too. later, I would not do it. Why are you, my dear? I don't know, man. I, oh, go in the bathroom. Oh, fuck. five minutes. Oh shit. On the toilet, no, on the toilet, not just standing near. On the toilet, pull down the pants and sit on that toilet, and then we'll talk about your. See, it's your cubicle. You're just going to your cubicle, the same place, same place you go every day. You drive your car. You worry about being late. You worry about the money, and you go sit on the toilet every day in your cubicle. That's life. We're gonna break you of that. Go to the toilet. So, where were we? 
Oh, uh, alcohol. So, uh, what next? What what else affects your moods? Uh, let's wait for the microphone. But you're correct. Uh, the environment around us, including people. People. Oh, so pe let's put relationships. People. Yes. What else? We can do this quickly. What else affects your mood? Sleep. Sleep. Absolutely. Sleep. A lack of sleep will really affect your mood. Uh, because you're going to be tired and you're going to be really cranky. Actually, you're going to boo me uh, to an extent. Being tired is really good for you right now, and not getting a good night's sleep. Because you know what? It's breaking down some of your defenses and your controls and your limitations, because you get so damn tired that you don't have the energy to put up all these psychic barriers and walls. So you're just breaking, breaking them down. So uh, don't blame me for waking you up at 2.22 in the morning. I have no idea what you're talking about whatsoever. So yes, being tired. What else affects your moods? Wait for the microphone. Yes. Lack of time. Time? Lack of time? Good. Yeah. Uh, but I go back to frantic activity, neurotic frantic activity. Uh, and, and Bonnie, if you weren't employed with such a fine company and doing such a good job for Shamba around the world, you'd be involved in some other frantic activity. You, you really would be, all, all of you. I mean, you're, you, there's a, almost a neur neurotic tendency to do something, especially when you know the end is coming. <laughs> the end of your old era, the end of your old way of doing things. So it's like you have to keep busy uh, in, in order to justify the air you breathe and the space you take. Well, you don't have to. No. Actually, uh, no. Please. Okay. What else? What else? Very quickly. What else affects a mood? <laughs> don't say those words. And just anything. What, what affects your mood? Music. Music. Absolutely. Oh, it can be delightful. Yes. Good. Thank you. Uh, and what I want you to do is start realizing your mood, your mood, and things that, that can affect it. What else? Quickly, 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 quickly. I'm running, I'm running. It's one or two words. That's it. Weather. Weather. Absolutely. Weather affects your mood. Barometric pressure drops. It affects your body. Your body is constantly are you ready to come back and join us? Thank you. Why didn't you just tell me to go to hell? Right. You didn't have to go sit in the toilet. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, here, next time I do that, say, Adamus, I am a master. Bite me. Thank you. Sorry that I had to give you the words. <laughs> okay. Well, one more. Uh, weather affects you. What else? Uh, what will fix your mood? Uh, well, fam relationships are up there. Relationships, so, absolutely. Yeah, Let's come up with something new, though. Um, nature. Yeah. Nature. Sure, nature can affect your mood. So, uh, that, to my point, there's a lot of things that affect your mood. Uh, star alignments, cosmic alignments, absolutely can affect your mood. You got it going on right now. It doesn't make your day. It doesn't uh, put you in prison or set you free. But it will affect your mood. It will alter uh, the way you're interacting with yourself and the artificial reality around you. Very much so. The reason I bring up moods is because often you become a slave of your moods. I'm in a bad mood because uh, the weather. I'm in a bad mood because 
uh, the world is falling apart. I'm in a bad mood because usually, actually, people would be number one on the list. The one that wasn't mentioned here was your health, your physical well-being. A lot of times you wake up in the morning and say, does it hurt or not today? <laughs> and it is the body pain has a tremendous effect on your mood. If you have arthritis, if you have diabetes, if you have headaches, if you have uh, any type of physical pain, it absolutely will affect your mood. But what happens is that you become a slave of the mood. In other words, I'm in a bad mood today, so I'm just going to wallow in it. Uh, this is my destiny. Or, you know, it's being inflicted on me, or somebody hates me, or whatever, or I have no management of my mood. I didn't say control, I said management of my mood. So you put up with it, and what do you do? Uh, again, this is like the weather. You're in a mood, and what do you do? You hope it'll change. Uh, and you hope it'll change. Uh, but the fact is that the moods, uh, uh, are very, uh, uh, most moods last about two days. Uh, maybe three at the most, the, the, the short-term little human moods. You've got bigger moods up here, uh, uh, but that's, that's for another shout. So you've got these moods, and you, you live from mood to mood. Moods are created by thoughts. Thoughts are not real. They're limited, and you live from mood to mood. Uh, and, and when I say you, I'm, I am talking about humans in general. You are moving beyond all of that. But what happens here is you start to become conscious. You, you become very conscious of, hey, these are the dynamics that have been going on in my life. Huh, here's what's been happening. I thought I was nuts. You're not. You just haven't become quite conscious of it yet. You're not nuts. There's, I, there is nothing crazy about you. You would only be crazy is if you accepted your limitations, and you don't. You don't at all, and that's why you're here. You'd only be crazy is if you said, that's the way it is, and I'm really happy with it. <laughs> I, I would question. I would really question you. I would say you're either on something, or you have found an incredible way of being so delusional that you can smile. And it's rarely done. Delusional people can fake a smile, but they generally are really tormented inside. But they're so delusional they can say, I'm happy. How about you? I, yeah. Isn't this a wonderful planet to live on? <laughs> I can't wait for my next lifetime. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go play with the dolphins. So, my dear friends, moods, they're all around. And there's, what I'm trying to do is get you to be uh, conscious of these things that, that affect your, your um, understanding of yourself, affect your position. There's no magic in any of this. There's no waving of magic wands. There's simply becoming aware of how you got here. Now, through my own personal experience – college was asking me to wrap it up, but we're just getting started <laughs> – through my own personal experience, I learned one very important thing in my <clears throat> long incarceration in my own prison. Whatever you get yourself into, you can also get yourself out of. 
in other words, no other person's going to do it for you. If you stepped into it, you can also clean it off. If you got yourself into a consciousness of limitation, you can also step right out of it. But the question I have asked, uh, particularly the awakening uh, humans, not so much the masters, but the question I always ask is, are you really ready to? And, and we've gone through that in our discussions before. Are you really ready to step out of that prison, out of your limitations? And generally what I get is, well, but. Those are generally the first words. Well, but. Or sometimes, you know, yes, but. And, or sometimes just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you can step right out, and basically you have. And now you're going through the process of the uh, transformation. You don't have to work at it. You already stepped out of that prison. It was, it was decided a long time ago, Edith, and said, I'm out of here, because you know, it was fun being in that limitation for a while and playing the different roles and doing the things I did, but I'm done. I'm out. So now you, you've made that decision. It's done, and now you're just going through the transformation. Uh, alchemy happens after the decision, not before. So you're just going through that. If I could get you to just take a deep breath and relax into your enlightenment, Stop worrying about if it's going to come. Well, yeah. The question is how it's going to come, and that's up to you. You can take a deep breath into simplicity and awareness, into the I Am, and just let it come. Now, I want to mention one other thing here very quickly, and then do a little um, – do a true mirab. The there's two things that, uh, that are really challenging for many of you when it comes to moods and thoughts in this whole thing. And those two things are, number one, dark, your dark side, your, your negative side. You just don't want to face it, so you run from it. You don't want to embody it. And I'm sorry, but you cannot just, just embody the light. You cannot just embody the light. There's a term that we use on the other side. It's called, oddly enough, it's called a nast. It's like nast, but kind of a, like a <laughs> nast. And it means that there's a bias towards the light. You're trying to be the light. Not going to work. And you're trying to be happy and pleasant and the light and the. It's a spiritual pacifier. And it's just not going to work. And every master has realized that along the way. It's like, oh crap, I am the dark also. Uh, as a matter of fact, there is kind of an interesting social phenomenon that's just starting, and, and you should know exactly where it came from. It's called endarkment. Endarkment. You know, we have enlightenment. There's a new social a psychiatric movement going on called endarkment. Interesting. I wonder. Where that came from? Because, because so much of the mood factor is moving away from the dark. In other words, I'm in a mood, it's dark. There's something I don't like, I'm going to move away from it. 
So there's this tendency to move away from everything dark about yourself, including all the memories you've had of the past, in your past in this lifetime, and either blotting them out, pushing them away, trying to fix them, trying to process them. No, my friends, drink them in. The dark, the light, all of it. Because if you're in balance to this light, uh, you're going to learn some interesting things the hard way, the painful way. You don't get to enlightenment through the light. Uh, you also get you, it, it is also about drinking in the dark. Now, right away, <clears throat> if I drink in, breathe in my darkness, aren't I accepting the bad things about myself? Well, yeah, kind of in a way, but they really weren't bad. Next big um, hurdle is like, oh my gosh, if I go into endarkment, accepting the dark, what if I become evil? Evil. And look at it. Uh, if I could have the pen here, uh, look at it. The word evil is live. And it's the veil also. So see, this is Satan. In, in English, for those of you who are not uh, English speakers, but in English, an interesting play on the words here. So you say, what, what if I go to endarkment, allowing my darkness? Allowing now, what's the darkness? Now, Tobias told you years ago, it's the things you didn't love about yourself. It's your divinity, the things you didn't allow about yourself. But there's this tremendous fear. What if I go evil? And what is what is evil? Uh, well, people will say it's darkness. It's you know, this is philosophical more than anything. But evil is simply a. a Mass consciousness expression of suppressed darkness of the individuals. So many individuals will suppress their personal darkness. Well, this kind of goes into mass consciousness, kind of into the big matrix, and it, it, it ferments there, and it gets really stinky, and uh, it, it's gaseous, and it explodes. A person will pick that up, an individual, and become evil. But in a way, they're just an expression of a darkness within all people. It's not necessarily serving all people to have this one person act out evil, but that's exactly what's happening. Somebody just gets uh, kind of like uh, they get into uh, darkness on steroids and they go evil. So the question is, what if you in darken as well as enlighten. Hey, will you go evil? What is that? That's a thought. So I ask you to feel into that rather than think about it. What if you also allow what you would have called the dark, uh, whether it's your memories, whether it's your feelings, your uh, you know even this irritation that, that's so prevalent right now, this frustration. Is a little bit of darkness, kind of a gray. You know, we can laugh about it, but if it goes too much further, it could be pretty, pretty dark. So, what if you, in darken, in other words, allow it to be able to say safely, 
I don't even want my dog with me. I mean, most if you put that in the newspaper in the headline, you'd be right up there with Don Sterling. I mean, people would think, what is wrong with this lady? She doesn't even want her dog. Is this what the Crimson Circle teaches? They can't stand other people? They, they find other people repulsive? Yeah, actually, and particularly journalists who write stupid stories like that. Now, this leads to one more, one more thing, and this is going to be a difficult one. Uh, what we're talking about here is uh, uh, being conscious of what have been the limitations so that you can really kind of glide into freedom. The other thing is depression. Depression. It's an interesting thing. Didn't used to have depression. Atlantis, there was no such thing as depression. No. Why? Well, because you were always with other people. You always had a project. You always had something to work on together. And it was a one big, great big uh, – that's where the original Kumbaya was in Atlantis. No, literally. <laughs> there, there was a place called Kumbaya, and it's been picked up and brought into, into a, an expression, and they even made a song about it. I, I was there many times. Many of you were there in Kumbaya. Now it's a joke, but uh, <laughs> so there wasn't depression back then. Depression is a relatively new phenomena. Depression occurs when the thoughts suppress the life force energy, and the thoughts suppress the passion of the I am to the point it creates such a veil that it seems like there is nothing left. Depression lacks in uh, what I would call a flow of energy. The energy just sits. There's a lot of energy in depression. If we could find a way to drill into depression, we would extract a lot of energy, but it's sitting in a muck, in a tar. It's just not moving. It's, it's uninspired. So depression is the mind having generated so many thoughts and ideas and, and uh, beliefs and little tricks and little methods that none of them work. And the thought, the mind essentially is saying, I don't know what to do anymore, so I'm just going to go into a state of depression. D depression is more of a state of animated um, uh, suspension. Uh, not so animated, actually. It's just a state of suspension. Some would call it nothingness, but it's actually quite full. It's actually very full. And those who have depression would probably argue that. They're saying, there's nothing here. No, you'd be better off with nothing uh, than you are with depression. Depression is a tremendous amount of uninspired energy. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Time. Oh, you, you, like, you like my outfit today. Is that what you're saying? Time. Ah, I've got plenty of time. So, so depression is this state of uh, suspended energy without inspiration, motivation, freedom. And it's given up. It's stopped. So what does humanity do to try to get people out of depression? They give them drugs, which you know I am not a fan of. And, and when I say I'm not a fan, I want to qualify that and say, when I speak about that, I'm speaking to you. 
I'm not speaking to the rest of the world. I'm not trying to be a, a doctor or a psychiatrist for the rest of the world. I am saying it to Shambhar. And there's very different reasons why you shouldn't, or I would not recommend that you do, versus the general public. But that being said, so depression, darkness and depression, are two very uh, challenging factors. And in just a moment I'm going to ask you to actually drink them in, or breathe them in, or allow them in. You've allowed in light and happiness and feel good and all the rest of that, but the fact is there's much more to it. There is there's energy even in the darkness. There is, there is awareness in your irritation. There is goodness. Uh, there is benefit in some of the difficult things you're going through. And the worst thing you're doing the, – really the only thing you're doing that's kind of mucking it up – is wondering what you're doing wrong. A- and that will lead to depression, by the way, uh, the kind, because it's a thought, it's a limitation. What am I doing wrong? Well, there's an assumption you're doing something wrong. And I say to you, assume that it's all being done right. And you said, but your mind says, well, I'm not sure I can assume everything. I'll assume a little bit, and then you don't sleep at night. Uh, so the only real problem here, and you know exactly what we're talk- I'm talking about, is you keep saying, what am I doing wrong? I'm saying nothing, and then you get mad at me. We have these long arguments at night, and say, but I know I'm doing something wrong, otherwise I'm like, no, you made a choice a long time ago, Edith, to do this, to transform, and you're trying to do it in a single lifetime, and it's working, and it's working. If you could just breathe that in. So I'll go back to the beginning of this whole day when I stepped forth and I said, let's take a deep breath. And I got this shallow, little, weak, anemic, uninspired breathing. Anandra came up here and tried to get you to breathe, and some of you fell asleep. <laughs> and then we've had to talk for the last two hours, two hours, about something very simple. It's about allowing. It's about you. It's about drinking it in. It's about stop saying, what am I doing wrong? Nothing. Could you just – you're, you're going to get through this when you finally say, oh yeah, okay, I'm just going to stop worrying about it. Here's that guy, that, what great memories! <laughs> not doing that quite yet, though. So let's take a deep breath. We'll do a relatively short mirab here. If we could have the lights down, please. Okay, let's take a good deep breath. A little music. Music's always nice. Yes, some music does affect the mood. Uh, in different ways. Let's take a good deep breath. And in this very sacred and precious moment, I'm going to ask you to once again let yourself go beyond the thoughts. A master drinks it in. A master drinks deeply. A 
master drinks very deeply of everything, of their darkness, of their depression, of their joys and their light. Master drinks very deeply into life. I hear you've been many, many lifetimes you've finally gotten to this point, been there, done that, been a board master for a little while here, because you've been limiting the flow of energy. You don't want more of the same old, and I commend you for that. You don't want more of yesterday. You don't want more of the same routines and patterns. You should commend yourself for that. You don't want to keep going through the patterns over and over. You don't want to just make a living. You don't want to just have a relationship. Oh, you'd rather have no relationship than just another relationship. You don't want just to be skimming by just with your health, just hoping you're not going to contract some fatal disease or illness. Oh, my, my friends, you're so done, so done. At the same point, so ready for something new. You know it's there. You know that whatever this is, this thing that's beyond the words, you know it's there. You're ready. Kind of interesting paradox, though, at this point, because you don't want just more of the same. You limit, you hold back, you don't breathe in like a monster, a crazy monster. You hold back. So today, this whole day is about the Master drinks deeply. Breathes deeply. Lives deeply. Sleeps very deeply. The Master understands that the only type of control should be very conscious control. In other words, you're conscious that and you're deliberately controlling. What is not appropriate is all the unconscious controlling happens every day, thousands of times a day, unconscious controls and limitations. It's all right to control or manage, but consciously. The Master drinks deeply, even into their darkness, not trying to control it, not trying to avoid it. 
especially drinks deeply of their own darkness, their own sadness. Master drinks deeply into life. And while there may be a concern that if you drink deeply into life right now, you might get stuck in it, you might have to come back, you might get lost again. But you won't. You won't because you've made that commitment and decision to yourself. You won't because I won't let you. You can drink deeply into life and not get stuck in it. What was it? What was that passion, that deep, deep passion we talked about in our last musical experience? I don't really want to put words to it, but I'll give you a hint. It was to live. It was to live. And not just to exist, not just to go through life, but after all these lifetimes and incarnations, the passion was to live. That was it. You're not going to get stuck. You're not going to get lost. You're going to live. You might live irritated at times with people. There might be times when some of the very limited energies and consciousness of the planet drive you crazy, but you can still live. That's the passion. That's the sensual engagement. A lot of other things happen. When you live, you become a standard for others. When you live, you have vitality and health and abundance. When you live, you inspire others. But the joy, the passion was just to live wide out. No brakes on, wide open. So I invite you to take this moment to drink deeply, to eat deeply, to love deeply, to breathe, to experience all of these things deeply. The Master drinks deeply. The unawakened, they drink very shallow. But the Master drinks deeply, fearlessly, without limitations.
take another breath, if you would, an unforced breath, but yet a deep breath. What does that mean? You're not forcing a breathing in or out, but yet it's deep. How do you do that? You just do. When you breathe deeply without having muscles and force, suddenly that air and that energy just flows, streams, comes into your body, comes into your thoughts. You can breathe deeply without forcing anything. See how that works? You can drink deeply of life without forcing anything. I love the fact that you're letting yourself go beyond thought right now. I mean, in general, these days you're going beyond thought into just true sensory awareness, the sensuality of life. That's the, the real release. That's the real going beyond the prison. And there's a little bit of it going on here today. Just the feeling. Let's take a good, deep breath of life together. You're moving on to a new stage, a new phase. Literally, leaving this space now, it served you well. You're moving to your new space, literally, figuratively. Not always easy. Oh, it's taken a lot of work, they say, to build this new place, taking a lot of money, but it's all there in service. Same thing is happening to you personally. You're leaving behind your ancestral biology. You're leaving behind thoughts. You're leaving behind mass consciousness, going to your own space now. Not always easy. A lot of good memories, too, but, my dear friends, it's what you chose. Therefore, it is. And if you ever have any doubts or fears or concerns, take a deep breath and remember, all is well in all of creation. Thank you, dear Shambra. Thank you. So go ahead and just allow yourself to stay with whatever it is that you felt as you listened to Adamus, to just allow it to continue to flow. He's so clear about taking the deep breath. So just stay with it and flow with it. And we have a presentation for you to watch while we just allow ourselves to flow <clears throat> and be with that and say goodbye the Cold Creek Canyon.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See you back here in June, down in town, in Louisville at the community center. Yeah.